All right, welcome to another edition of My Checker. I'm on location out of town, but I got some dope, dope people on here. You know, this show's about people that's dope, that's doing their thing. I got my mans on here, man. He actually came on the podcast before um, talking about uh, the therapist. The therapist uh, show, man. I, I I still need him to figure out when this is going, uh, when, when we're going to get a conclusion of the therapist. I know, right? You know, I know. They dropped me off. You know, with, with everything that was jumping off, I ain't trying. You can still see it on YouTube, so I ain't trying to spoil it. I'm saying, but you dropped me off in season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy because the the star of that show has gone off to do some amazing things. I don't know if you remember who she was, KJ Smith, but she's yeah, like, yeah. So I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we because she was the therapist, right? Yeah, yeah. So we we talked about about a month ago. And she was just like, gee, it's time to bring it back. We got some things we need to kind of finish. So she's like, I can walk it into some doors I couldn't do before. So we, we're we partnering up to see if we can, you know, revitalize it. In, 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 I mean, in, but, I mean, but my question is, why, this, why put it back on YouTube again and just do the 15-minute episodes, yeah. finish it out, and just keep it kind of homegrown like that? I mean, you can I, mean I know it. the production, the, yeah. the money, all, yeah. I mean... This is this growth too, you know what I mean? It's, it's just growth. Not saying that I I need to put everything on the network because I don't necessarily need to do that. But uh, I just think for the evolution of where she is and where we are, um, that particular project needs to evolve, you know what I yeah. mean? And get into some hands and some partnerships that we can really amplify and get it in the right place if if we continue to do it. So I think- But yeah, my man, Gino Brooks, is here on my checker. Thank you for coming on, man. Absolutely, 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 man. Congratulations on everything you got going on, man. man. I'm trying to trying to just do some stuff, man. You know the network's growing, man. It's growing. Yeah, see, man. see, man, you you was at this before anybody was doing it, though. Yeah, 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 man. And actually, my inspiration was a dude I met one time in New York. Rest in peace to Combat Jack, man. Um, new combat? I met him one time at, at a, a picnic on a rooftop uh-huh. and I knew him from blogging because you I don't know if people know he was a he he was an editor of Source magazine before. Yeah. So I was a blogger before and I ended up winning a couple of blogger awards or whatever. And he was like, dude, you need to do this podcast and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, man, oh man, what do you mean? He's like, dude, you in St. Louis, you need to go ahead and do some, you need to do this. I'm like, oh man, and I end up doing it. Man, he passed away. I think it's been about three years now that combat passed. Yeah, that shit was that was hard on the industry. I know. Yeah, 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 man. So let, let's start from the beginning. People always think that you know, you know, people, you know, get to where you are. Though, I mean, I'm I'm gonna give your stats out for people to you know to give you a, a proper introduction. The pride of uh, because you, are you you from the west side or south side of Chicago? You from the south side, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> south side of Chicago. Uh, Wilberforce University, uh, member of Alpha Alpha, uh, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, also the producer of writer, director of The Therapist, producer, writer, director of Black Boots, uh, director of Brothers. I mean, I know you got so much other stuff too, but you yeah. know. Yeah, man. It's, How do you, man? Like, dude, this dope. Thank you, brother. It's a, it's a blessing, man. And it's, it's, it's funny how you, you bring up the city. You know what I mean? Like, to be able to get out of there, you know what I'm saying? And, and then realize your dreams are starting to kind of 
turn into what you always hope to be. You know, I still got some ways to go, but you know, to to see where I started, to see where I'm headed, um, and and you know, the marks that God has on my life, man, I'm just truly blessed. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah. How I look at it. Yeah, you uh, you you bees line brother too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> boy that's, 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 that's a wild boy right there. <laughs> that's a wild boy right there. <laughs> Peace to my fans, man. That boy. <laughs> yeah, man. You in L.A., but he live an L.A. lifestyle and ain't in L.A. <laughs> he do live an L.A. lifestyle. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's my fans, man. That boy. So let's start from the beginning, man. Uh, yeah. what, what's your upbringings in Chicago? Yeah. Uh, what part of Southside you from? Man, I'm, I'm from all over, but if I really, really, I grew up on 75th and Stony. so. Oh, I, yeah, right by me, 76th South Shore, right right over there, yeah. So I was right there, right behind, the, you know where the K KFC is? Yep, yep. Those, it was two buildings that was identical, one red and one blue, and my grandfather owned those, so we, li we lived in those buildings for, that's where, that's where I was born, you know. Yeah, you weren't that far from the minister's crib then. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was. That's what I was about to tell you, is that my one of my best friends growing up was his nephew, and they had this thing. I don't know if you remember this thing called Omar Juice. Yeah, I remember Omar Juice. Yeah, the Omar Juice. So yeah. Omar, the Omar of the Juice. Uh, I mean, uh, one of the, the the youngest of the of, of the crew was one of my best friends. So I would go to the temple and help, like, bring it over there, right and. And, and and help them put put it in the bottles and stuff like that. So, you know, that's the crazy. That's crazy. But yeah. So that's that's my life, man. I grew up on Seventy Fifth and Stony, and from there I moved to Fifty uh, Eighth and something. I forget exactly what it was, but it was over there by um, like Washington Park. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And then my where I feel like really really put a stamp on who I am uh, was I lived in a place called Stateway Gardens on Thirty Fifth and State. So, you know, a little growing up in the projects for the years that I was there, you know, it was a scary place, but it also helped mold, uh, mold who the pe the person I became. You know what I'm saying? Did, did you did you go to Winnie Winnie Young? Nah, man, I went to High Park, bro. Okay, to, okay. My High Park kid, um, and then eventually we moved. We got a brownstone over there in um, Green on 63rd and Greenwood, 64th and Greenwood. Okay. But yeah, man. So I grew up. I, I grew up around the area um, that I always wanted. To, I always wanted to go to High Park. My auntie went there. Um, my uncle went there, and um, it was just like, "Yo, you going to High Park, boy?" And, <laughs> and then when I, you know, it's crazy because my college. I mean, my, my college. My um, grade school coach um, knew the new High Park's coach, and I had a couple of spots that wanted me to come to their schools. They wanted me to come there. And to uh, to play what? To play ball. My bad. I played basketball. Okay. So I was decent, man. I was pretty decent in basketball. They, you know, one of the schools that really wanted me. My coach, my grade school coach, had a relationship with my high school coach, and and then again, it was High Park because all my family went there. It was just, yeah. It was a no brainer for me. So you you were around Quentin Richardson and them, right? Yeah, I played it. I played against Quentin. Quentin and uh, what was the other dude? Was it Simmons? Other dude that went to DePaul? Bobby Simmons. Bobby yeah. Simmons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so my my cousin, my little cousin, um, played with Bobby and uh, Pierre. For, they went to Simeon. Okay. Yeah, they went to Simeon, then they went to 
DePaul, Quentin, and what's the name went to DePaul. But yeah, man. And then who else I played against? I played against Nazi Muhammad. I played against Kevin Garnett. So, so my older my older brother uh owns uh the restaurant with Nazir Muhammad eleven eleven. Oh, okay, cool. Over in the meat pack. And I don't know, have you been there? Have you been there yet? No, no. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, Nazir owns this spot as uh, 11-11. It's over in the meatpacking district. Oh, sweet, sweet. Yeah. I haven't been there yet. But, yeah, man, I, I played against I played against Ronnie Fields, K, uh, KG, Kevin Garnett. I was a freshman, but I, I was I played. Yeah. Um, People understand the legend of Ronnie Fields, though, man. People don't understand, like, uh, how cold he was. <laughs> bruh. <laughs> man, yo. I just... It's, it's, I just wish he had some other people around him, man, because he was somebody, you know, that was even after his accident, he was still running. Still viable. You know what I'm saying? It was just like. Because he's supposed to go to DePaul, right? Or was he supposed to go to uh, uh, Illinois? That's the, I think he was supposed to go to Illinois from the, from what the legend says. He's supposed to go to Illinois. Um, DePaul wanted him. I think DePaul was in the running. Um, but, yeah, I think Indiana, Illinois, Indiana, and. Uh, DePaul were the schools that, from what I remember, uh, that he was supposed to go. To. And people understand then that I mean he had the best vertical you could ever imagine for yeah, Duke. Yeah, man, he he had it, man. He had it, bro. Windmills, three sixties, cockbacks, power. Yeah. I remember bro. my pops took me to uh, all the St. Louis people know the Coca Cola shootout. In yeah. St. Louis. It was uh, oh, Kevin Garnett was a senior. Ronnie Fields was a junior. Yeah. And and people were like, who's that? Other? I mean, I know everybody here for KG, but who's this other dude? That's exactly what it, how it happened. That's exactly what it was. So, yeah, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, so you end up going to Wolfworth for ball? I played ball. I went there for ball and politics, you know what I'm saying, it fizzled out. Then I kind of started to find myself as an entrepreneur, you know, then I started getting into Pleasant. And then I realized, here's what happened. I realized I wasn't going to the league from there. <laughs> I was just like, you know so, what? So you still had the hoop dreams, like the movie. I had the hoop dreams, but I wasn't, I wasn't going to the league. So I was, at some point I was like, you know what? Now it's time to kind of focus the influence. Because I back, even then I realized the kind of influence that I had, you know, creativity or which is how people kind of flock to me. And I just started, um, I, I had my first clothing line um, back then. And um, yeah, man, so I just started looking into business and and, and, and creativity. And that's that's kind of what took off and replaced that. So after Wilberforce, what, what, did you, what moves did you make after Wilberforce? Did you go back to Chicago or? I went to, so from there, uh, I got a full ride scholarship to the University of Kentucky for my master's degree. Yeah, so I was uh, in rehab and mental health. So I was in the mental health field. And then from there, I went back to Chicago to work for a bit. And then my wife, my my girlfriend, then became my fiance. She got accepted to um, Jacksonville University for her residency. And we moved down. We went down there and visited uh, Jacksonville. We moved to Florida. So I was in Florida for two and a half years. Yeah, two and a half years. And um, she had a three-year program. So I was two and a half years. And then from there, man, it was just like, I came to, I came to Cali to visit my sons. And he's in, I mean, in L.A. And I really, I didn't go back, bro. 
Uh, oh, really? Uh, I go back. What happened was real, real quick. His uncle, who calls me his nephew. So I, you know how you go somewhere, mm -hmm. you go hang out in the city. Like if I was to come visit you, at some point, although I'm on vacation, some point you gotta go back to work. Right. I, I, you, your regular life still happening. Your regular life still happening, right? So that happened. I went out there and I was already having like some, some racial issues going on with my, my, my employer back in in um in Florida. And I was just like, man, I always knew that I was gonna figure out how to get to LA. I didn't I didn't really tell my wife that, but I <laughs> figure out how to get to LA. And what ended up happening was I came out here and we stayed out here. My boy, my Sands has this big, me and Brian Sands has this, he's one of those dudes that do everything. He's an LA dude. Lake boat boats and all that. Yeah, the whole month is his birthday. So um, we hanging out, and then at some point, my wife knew my fiance at that point knew that I needed to. No, my wife at that point she knew that I I, I needed a break, and she was like, "Look, I ain't got but like three or four more months in this present. This, this what's the name? Once we leave here, it's gonna be us in life. Take an extra week. You got it. You ain't gonna be live working here in the next six months anyway." Take the time. So I stayed out here with him. While he went back to work, I would hang out with his uncle, who was working on movie sets. Well, not movie sets, but he was working on movie sets. And I was with him, man. And, and, and long story short, man, I stayed with him. I, he brought me to set. And <laughs> it's crazy because it was a Cooley High 2 remake. <laughs> and me, us being from the crib, shit, that's one of the... What, so did this ever come out? It never came out. So I'm glad. I was like, I've never heard of this Cooley High remake. The Cooley High remake, bro. And the shit never came out because I don't know what, I don't know what happened, but. Was anybody we know in it? Like any. Yeah, it was. Um, do you know the, uh, Simone Missick? You, you yeah, yeah, Missick. Simone Missick. That was on um, uh, Luke Cage. Yep, on Luke Cage. And now that's on um, the, 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 the lawyer show, the judge show. Yep, so it was me, her, um, and some other people. It was like one other, like some people here in LA that you, but people would know. I don't know the world would know them. But um, anyhow, and then the, the person who shot it, the DP, Tommy uh, Maddox, is the one of the best cinematographers in the game now. So just to see where, where everybody is right now, that's pretty cool. But anyway, long story short, uh, he was like, he introduced me to the director. He was like, yo, my nephew was out here. He wanted to be a filmmaker. He wants to be in, in the whole industry. And uh, anyway, he gave me this, this, the director gave me the script and said, hey, man, we're about to shoot this real fast. Um, we're going to shoot this coming up. Why don't you take a look at it? What I didn't know is, because I'm an actor as well, um, and I was like, shit, I learned the script. So what, what I didn't know was the guy that was the third guy on the call sheet didn't show up. So what they did was they was like, look, man, you're about his height <laughs> and you stand in for him, right? So I stood in for him and shit. Again, that's let's call it stand-in. People yeah. to be stand-ins. I didn't know that. Stand-ins aren't supposed to be talking either. They just supposed to stand there, right? So I got there um, and I'm standing in there and then they turn the camera around to shoot the other guy uh, or to block for it. And then I started delivering lines. The director turned around like, what on, what on, bro? I was like, my bad, you gave me the script. I knew the whole script, you know, and I knew what scenes we were shooting. So he's like, all right, fuck it. I seen them talking between each other. Then long story short, he was like, all right, I'm going to shoot this guy first. 
You keep giving him the lines so we can feed him, so we can catch up on it. So by the time the and then and then you can just re, and then just redo it, and he already done with his part. He never showed up. Wow. He never. Well, he showed up after the director had gave, gave given me the part. He said, "Can <laughs> this is what he said? He said, you say you visiting, right?" And I again at the time I didn't know what he was saying. I was like, "Yeah, I'm visiting for." He's like, "How long are you gonna be here?" I was like, well, technically, I was supposed to leave on on Wednesday. I think this was a Saturday. He's like, do you think you could stay a little bit longer? And I was like, yeah. What's up? He's like, all right, you got the role. I swear to God. What role was it in the Coolie High so, remake? You know, so in this remake, it was a slight different version. So Coolie High was about basketball. Yep. So this was about basketball, too. But what they did, what they decided to add was a rival, a football player. And I was the I was a star football player against the coach he and the big guy, you know. With oh, the, so they flipped it instead flipped of it. instead of having the gang members be the rival, they made the football player be the rival. Yep, yep. And then within the city, gang members would then approach us as kids. Okay. So, uh, long story short, man, I booked that shit, stayed out here. I think I made about eight thousand dollars. It was you like shoot. I was just here for a little bit. Like we let's roll, bro. That was the most like mo at that time. That was the most money I had ever like in my at life. one time, bro. For a week, you know what I'm saying? Two. I, I said that I was there for a week. Past the time I was supposed to be there for two weeks of work, I was like, I could do this. Now, what I didn't know is that you know I probably still got paid more, but right. <laughs> but at the time, I was but like, you like you like you. It's I only what you know. Nowhere. I said I ain't going nowhere. Fuck that. I told the wifey and she was like, all right, cool. If you think you can stay out there, you can book. We can give it a year. And I booked hella commercials and a whole, whole bunch of shit. So to catch you up, I just was like, we booked some shit and we moved out here. Now, I was supposed to be out here for three years total. I'm on my going on my 11th year now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the plan after? What was supposed to be the plan after the three years? Well, I mean, I you know, at the time, I just, you know, with the shit, I had booked the commercials. Nike commercial, I booked a movie. I was a third on the call sheet. Third on the call sheet mean there's two people in front of you. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, and then I had booked the Walmart commercial. I just so we was we was eating, you know what I'm saying? I thought that was gonna be life. And it was for can you hear my dinging? Can you yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Hold on, let me see if I can turn this down. My um uh, my shit be rocking, bro. Um anyway, that's what I, I just thought that I would get a, a lead role on a big show. And that shit did never happen. Uh, so is it, is, is it kind of like the dude that ends up, you know what I'm saying, you start and you balling and you like, oh, this, I, like, this is how it is until you then you get to the next level of hooping. And you like, hold on, everybody was the man at their high school squad. That's exactly what it was. So, you know, I was a new guy out here. I was young. You know what I'm saying? I was in shape, attractive, I guess. But. I'm just hearing what people would tell me. And then it's just, you know, you, you're the new guy on the block. So people start paying attention to you. Then when they start seeing you a little bit more, you know, and you haven't transitioned to the next level, then they start losing faith in you. That's really mm. So, but I'll give it, I'll say that I really didn't slow down. And I'll say this, and I blame it, but it wasn't until I had my kid. When my kid came, in the relate, then I, I had to, I couldn't just go to auditions, and, you know, because my wife would be working. She's she's a doctor, so it's not like she can take off. Yeah, <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying. You so, playing daddy dearest at this point, almost. So at that point, you know, I'm missing auditions. I got dropped from my agent uh, at the time. 
well, who was a friend of mine. I got dropped from a manager. It was just like, all right, cool. So the shit started to slow down. So here's the transition. Um, so when I ended up doing, I was working a second job. And at the second job, I wrote the therapist. And um, Oh, so you wrote it at the gig? I wrote it at the gig at night. So it's like basically like you go to one of the group homes. I was a so I was basically a social worker during my regular job. And then a night job, I would do like pick up odd hours as like a, a, a manager of, you know, like the boys unit on a, in a, in a, one of those group homes. That's what. Yeah. And you had to stay up at night. You can't just go to sleep. So in the middle of the night, I would be in a hallway, watch, make sure kids don't go to each other's room. And I would just write. You know, I told my boy, who's now my my friend, my one of my my good friends. You know, Isaac. Yeah, 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 from the move. Yeah. So Isaac came in town. My wife introduced um, one of his friends was one of my friends. My so wife, is your wife from the Lou too? No, 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 no. But you know, Rochelle by any chance? No, 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 no. Yeah. So Rochelle's from the Lou. Oh, oh, light skin Rochelle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know he's talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Small, crazy how small the world is. Yeah, I know, but it's always people that's always connected. Always. That's, but that's good energy, though. Yeah, so she was our building manager when we was living downtown. And then I found out she used... I can't put my sands out there, but... Right. <laughs> I found out there was some connection. Yeah. <laughs> family, and then a little while, they became friends. And then once they became friends, it was, you know, it was all over. She kept, you know, they had found each other. They both really didn't have many friends out here. And then they introduced me to Isaac. Isaac was leaving the NFL. He was coming to LA. He wanted a job. I got him a job at the spot. We became friends. So I say all this to say, I wrote something one time and I gave it to him because I knew he was like, gee, I know you do the acting thing, man. I want to get into the acting thing. You know what I'm saying? We should produce our own shit. This was all, this was all Isaac. I'm telling you how it came around. So wow. I was just writing the right, right? He's the one that put the battery in our back and both our back to believe that we could actually do it. Right. He was like, we can raise the money. Shit. We can raise, you know, we can put the money up from here. Well, I'll bring in a couple dollars and we'll just shoot the therapist. He starred in it. I wrote yeah. He did a good job too, man. Yeah. So that's kind of how my life, my career got my product, my, my directing and producing career got going. I was, again, I was already writing and um, we pulled that shit together and thank God he he encouraged and pushed me because I found something that I've always wanted to do, but I didn't think I could do because I didn't have no examples. I had examples of actors. I just never had no examples of writers and directors. So we pulled that shit together and here we go. You know what I'm saying? So how'd you come up? So how did you come up with the concept for the therapist? Like what was that that thought process to come up with that? So the so what they tell you is write what you know. Mm -hmm. right? Write the things that you know. Because again, I had my master's in, in mental health and therapy. Uh, so I was going through the shit that I had already seen through the years I was working in, in Florida and when I was working here in Compton. And I just, you know, started writing the shit. So I took certain things from my clinical hours when I was in University of Kentucky because <laughs> that was some wild times. Um, I put those together and I started to um write those man and that's kind of how the concept came about because it was easier for me to write what i knew than to me to try to at the time to create you know what i'm saying like yeah. trying to imagine something that i had never lived you know what i'm saying so that's kind of how the therapist was it was it was it was it was a gift because i knew what i wanted to do i knew i knew i could pull from things and that's what happened 
So then you go into black boots. Mm-hmm. Now, I always like I, I always tell people that have seen you seen Burning Sands before, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, black boots is a little bit more. I mean, a little bit more. I would say more. And, and it, you had more time because the TV show you can build out characters, yeah. build out what it is. I was like, Bernie Sands had a good place, but it's. I think when if you're talking about the pledging process, it's is more. You can't do it in a movie, right? right like right. you know, like like School Days did it well for that time yeah. to give you just a taste. Yeah. But I feel Black Boots gives you the kind of elongated. Well, thank you, man. Thing of it, you know what I'm saying, like. You know, you, like, because I feel like Bernie says only gave you like a microcosm, but it was like a shock value with it to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm not, and I'm not hating on that brother because that brother did dope with uh when he did the uh what uh he just did he did the uh the uh the, the purge movie purge three purge yeah yeah. yeah yeah so you know um but yeah man you know black boots was something again that was something that I wanted to do. It was something that was, it was, it was in my, on my heart to do. I wanted to tell the stories of me and my line brothers, me, Brian and everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Now it wasn't completely us, but again, you know, it, it came from, it derived from who we were and the things that we saw and the things that we went through. Um, so it was, I always wanted to tell that story about what we went through without telling exactly when, what we went through, if that makes sense. Yeah. Paying a kind of homage, and you know, if you black, if you really look at black boots, really black boots is all about relationships. Yeah, it's just the backdrop is a pleasure. It's not that's yeah. not the that's what I liked about it. it. wasn't the main thing. It's just it's like when people understand the Walking Dead is not about the zombies. It's right. really about the people and their interactions because right. of the situation. Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly what it is. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, and th- you know, the hard part about black boots is you're writing for a genre or organizations that want to point their fingers as soon as you you say something wrong yeah do something wrong or give up secrets so that was the hard part to generalize it enough where everybody can kind of understand it and relate to it but not make it too specific to anybody's organization and their secrets so we would nobody come for us you know what i'm saying yeah but, but do it justice um with the things that you actually go through collectively and generally from sororities to to fraternities like give give it the human feel of it but without it's like being in the military military movies don't give you everything that the military does you know what i'm saying but they give you the feeling of being in the military exactly that's exactly what it is the pov from somebody that if you if you were somebody that ever wanted to be a part of fraternity and wondered what it was like black boost was there to kind of educate you on what it felt like. Um, it's like a POV, you know what I mean? From within to out, you know? So, yeah. Thank you, man. I didn't even know you watch Black Boots, bro. Yeah, man, dude, I'm, I'm everywhere, man. I'm everywhere, man. I'm, a, I'm, I'm everywhere. I mean, I I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sponge of the wall when it comes to content, man. I mean, I'm always expanding my mind with different stuff and uh, concepts. And I'm, I'm always, especially if somebody black doing this shit, man, like I'm always like, let me see your angle with it, you know, like, like I, I'm into these, like, I got a whole, like, fetish thing with these hood New York uh, 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 shows, like, uh, yeah. like no, I mean, and if you watch them, like, I try to show uh, my lady, and I was like, she was like, what is it? I was like, yo, you don't, you ain't getting it, you know what I'm saying, like, you, <laughs> like, this is some, you, you not, you missing it, it's some different, <laughs> 
filled with it like uh uh what was the one that was real big but it fell off um uh was it murder what was it was it six money murder I know what you're talking. I forget the name. They because they end up getting like a deal with Rock Nation and then they they messed it up. Yeah. Or whatever. But it's another one called uh, Respect Life. Have you seen Respect Life? Uh. Oh, Respect Life is it's trill, man. It's trill. <laughs> <laughs> it's some Brooklyn cats and it's 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 just but it's like I like them. I like them Detroit hood movies. Okay. Uh, like uh, two eleven. Um, it's yeah, yeah. like it's just. And it does, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I'm from the hood and, you know, then you move out to the suburbs and then, you know, like. <laughs> you can connect, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you, and it's just, it's just fun. Like, I don't, I ain't expecting no Denzel Washington portrayals in there, but right, it's just right. giving you some street kind of feel of an element that you don't get anymore, you know, with stuff. And then, like, with Black Boots, I feel like, it's like, damn, man, I remember being in college with that. Like, damn, yeah, man, like, yeah, yeah. that gives you that feel and it just gives you that nostalgia. There we go. That's that's more of the than nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's crazy too? Let me just say this: shooting that and filming that in LA, um, there's no HBCUs in LA, right? But don't they have an HBCU football game though? They used to have or something like? I know you ain't got no classic out here. They bro. used to have a classic. I thought at one point. I think they did. Oh well, shit! I don't know. Like an early two thousands, late nineties. I know. I'm almost positive they did. That's before my time. You know? Yeah. Um. But I say that to say, bro, like, you know, I think with the limited resources that we have, you know, and it not being an HBCU out here, you know, in, in L.A., we pulled off something really spectacular. We're making you think it was one out this way. You know? Yeah. We used um, UCLA and our black season one was mostly. Uh, USC, we would <laughs> we'd be on their campus just shooting. Yeah, and, and that's in Compton too, so people understand. <laughs> man, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, that's 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 what Black Boost was. I'm glad to see, you know, just like KJ with the therapist and, her and everything she has going because she was in the Black Boost too. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we was we have some true success stories from it. You know, and that's what I'm probably most proud of. Uh, Courtney Burrell. Um, has gone on to do some amazing things. He was in um, uh, Tyler Perry's um, funeral with the last funeral joint. He was, yeah, yep. You know, um, Michelle Michener, who played Zoe. I don't know if you remember her. She she was on Lethal Weapon, and now she's on um, First First Wives Club on BET. Oh wow! Okay, what's she, yeah, she doing? Yeah. First Wives Club. Who's she? You know, second season. Oh, she was second season. I haven't I gotta wait. I, uh, I haven't bought BT Plus. So I gotta wait till it uh, comes back. Plus, yeah, I think it's on BT Plus. <laughs> I wait till they bring it back over to the regular BT. Right. Side. <laughs> right, but yeah, man, she's over there killing it. You know, Miles Greer. It's a whole bunch of people from that cast that's doing some amazing, amazing work, man. I'm just, you know, if I can pat my back on, my, pat myself on the back for anything, bro. I'm more proud that. I was able to, to be smart enough, you know what I'm saying, to tap into talent that I knew was talented and that's going on to some amazing things because KJ's first, you know, not to take credit, you know, because she did the work, but that was the first time she was a lead in anything. When mm. I asked her and then Michelle, that was the first, that was her first project um, and her being a lead of Black Boots, co-lead of Black Boots. So it's just like to see these people go off and do all the amazing things that they're doing. Um, you know, I'm just happy, bro. Just really, really blessed. So, uh, mentioning that with the, like going to a historically black college, mm -hmm. like what has that meant for you as a um, 
as a filmmaker, um, and you know, a content. Uh, well, man, know, that's, that's a that's a good question, especially when I you know you could be an HBCU, then you're HBCU, then you're not mixing with the 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 ones that everybody know, right? Oh, oh, so, oh, yeah, because there's layers to it. It's and, you know, it's just like yeah, it's layers to it. Yeah, so it's yeah. like you, it's only like four or five is mentioned, and yeah, then you like, got like two or three levels below it. Right, and that's kind of, and, and we're the first of them. You know what I mean? When it comes, yeah. Um, Wilberforce you know, is the first uni black university. Yeah, privately owned. I think Lincoln was a little bit before us. But, but no, then I've heard people from Fist say they number. Well, I, I don't even. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. We no, nobody has like the like like I've had people like Fisk is the first black. I'm like, man, can we figure out and go ahead and just get these rankings right? Black, yeah, it's between Fisk. I mean, it's Wilberforce, Fisk, and, and Lincoln. Uh, but no, um, Miles College is in there sometimes. I think. Um, oh, really? I didn't know that. I didn't know Miles was up there with y'all. But. Um, but yeah, man. So you know, I I think for me, it's it's important to with being one of the smaller HB or less known. What's up, everyone? But it, but is Wilberforce less known though? I mean, I, I mean, it's you you all are known because of because of being one of the first. Here's the thing, like, bro. I met I met HBCU students in our group or younger or older. And they never heard of us, bro. So, what? No, stop it. You know, I'm, I'm tired of this stuff, man. When people like, how you black and don't know certain things? There should be a certain standard of blackness that you should have to be. Right. <laughs> Listen, and I ain't saying you got to know all blackness, but there are certain things, regardless of where you at, if you black, you should just know off the, the road. Like, what before? It's not like a school you should not. Like, that's not a. Yeah. 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 But anyhow, um, to, to answer the question, what being one of the smaller schools or yeah. well-known schools, I think it's important. I, there, you know, as an artist, what I've figured out is, you know how you see celebrities, right? Or you see people with influence. They have certain. Uh, what do y'all want? Green microphone. Here, just take all these. Uh, you know, they they have this influence and then they have these things that they're the they're initiatives that they work on that they're proud, I mean, that they stand up for. And one of the things I said, I said, you know, diabetes is one. My mother suffers from diabetes. Okay. Um, this is, you know, I, you know, it's one of those things where that means a lot to me. And um, homelessness is, is, is a big thing. Um, and then there's HBCUs. I just, it's important for me like if you if you watch if you watch Johnson for example, um, Jarvis, one of the characters had some basically going through some with a white company that went to that went to him as a front of, a face of the company of their company uh, to bring in more diverse clients, and it was important for me to make sure that the HBCUs was represented in there um, in in their series. You know what I mean? So there's just something that I'm gonna stand up for in my art. Um, and make sure that everybody knows that I'm from Wilberforce University, and I and I and I stand up and hold down HBCUs because we just as dope as anybody else. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, because I mean, really, is what that people try like is five HBCUs is basically what Howard, Hampton, Fam. Uh, you know what? I feel I don't feel. You know what? I take that back because it's only one fraternity. Alpha Phi. <laughs> 
I get it. You know, and, and that goes against it. That goes across all colleges. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some, there's some other people back there. I don't really know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it. You know what I mean? Shout out to Matt, uh, my my co uh, co owner. He's gonna be a noob, so he's gonna be like, oh, so you just gonna let him? Let, let. I mean, you know, what? What you say? You said. You know what I mean? So yeah. I get it. If I if I look at it from a perspective like I'm an alpha and and we're the greatest, then I can understand it from anybody that's from the the, the power HBCUs, just based on money and, and resources. You know. What yeah, I mean? I mean, you got. I mean, they got Felicia Rashad running their uh, theater department now. Like, I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's just resources. That right, there, that right there is my fight for my for my university right now. I'm in, mm. in talks with them about that right because it wasn't let's say this is all i wanted to do and it wasn't on my campus like that this shit i might not be where i'm headed i might not be where i'm at so i want to make sure if there's any artists you know what i'm saying that's just so i'm helping make a pipeline from wilberforce to that's the goal bro i'm putting it out there right now i'm talking with the university so we'll see cross your fingers for me yeah yeah but that's 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 what I want to do. So so yeah, let's get into Johnson, man. Talk uh, to me. So shout out to Risha, man. That's that's like that's my family, man. <laughs> um, so let, let's get into so what so what made you want to be a part of this project uh, and kind of because you directed with three episodes, I believe, right? Uh, directed four. Four, okay. And I wrote the season finale. So, okay. Um, I think for me, man. When I got when I got the project and I was just like, I mean, stop before you even go farther. How dope is it when you sitting there on a set set, knowing yeah. that you was in mental health, you didn't have none of this like traditional training, and you did you did you take that moment you sitting there in the director's chair on a full on network show set and be like, "Yo, <laughs> this is wild, <laughs> bro." Every day, dog, I looked at it. And looked at this. I looked at my chair, and I was just like, "Bro, this is really happening." <laughs> like for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Again, I told. We just talked about how we how I got here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It came, it came from my boy really telling me that I could do it. Right. I mean, I was already acting, so that's one way. But I'm talking about the direct the writing and directing. That's a different level of stuff. Is directing and writing? That's right. different because you know you got when you're writing and directing. A lot of times you got to put up your own bag. I could wait on somebody to hire me to act. You see what I'm saying? Um, so anyway, man, I was on that set, and, and I thank God, you know, saying every day for the opportunity. So and, and that I've made a full transition from uh, mental health to the arts. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I do. I want to put a button on that at some point. I do want to bring it back and what was missing from my life um, that I created this year and is doing really well. I want to tell you about that too. But to answer about Johnson. Yeah. Man, the reason why I wanted to be a part of it is because when I met with Daisy and I met with Thomas, they told me, bro, that we're going to talk about things that black men don't normally talk about mm. and experience on TV. When they said that, because a lot of times when, you know, because I create shows as well and I write and I'll be like, bro, it's not this on TV. It's not that on TV. I just wish somebody had the courage, not even the courage to create it because there's a lot of us out here writing like that. But for a network to take a chance and say, hey, we're going to take a chance on brothers telling shit, talking about things that we don't want to talk about from a black male's perspective. When I heard that, I was just like... He was that. in. <laughs> man, I was in. So, yeah, man. Um, 
So I just I'm appreciative of, of Johnson, man, and Daisy and Thomas, and and more importantly, well, not more importantly, that sounds crazy. Equally as important as Risha, you know, because I don't know if Risha told you because she's so humble, but Risha's the one who put, you know, she's the one who told me about it, and she's also the one who just suggested that Daisy and Thomas read my sample. I didn't know that part of it. I know I know she was running everything through said and them yeah. or whatnot, but I didn't know that aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah, so she, you know, and you know, I've known her for years, but I know her as an actor on Black Boots. Again, there's Black Boots. Yeah, yeah, she was on Black Boots. Yeah, because that's how, I mean, I knew about the therapist. And I was like, and then I, uh, Risha hit me. It's like, yo, I'm on the show. I was like, you talking about my boy Gino? He was on the show talking about the therapist. She was like, yeah, I'm on there. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely watching it now. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, but again, that's that's your work. I had not done and put myself in a game and started creating my own content. Would it have led to this moment? I'm sure it probably would have at some point, but in the way. But would it have though? That's a good way, and I and I believe that I'm one of them people that think things connect to certain things, and if they don't, you won't. And you never know what this one move will do for, even if it seems like it's like, man, I'm doing this. Is you just never know. Yeah. So that's what I was able to do, man. You know, what I'm saying thank God, you know that me and Risha had had hit it off, and we always kept in contact. We always said we would do something together. Right. And then this opportunity, I didn't know, I didn't even know she was working for said them for a, for a while. You know what I'm saying? That's that St. Louis, uh, man. St. Louis cats be, be tight. <laughs> the St. Louis cats be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 but it worked out, man. I'm glad that, you know, she spoke. Chicago me. too. Chicago cats too, man. Yeah, man. We're all over the place, man. But uh, I'm glad it, I'm glad it manifested, bro. You know, that's one of those relationships that I thank God for, you know what I mean? Cause so what, what is it about Johnson that, like, really is, like, the most key thing that you really look at, like? Hold on, like I, want, I want to say this. Risa, oh, yeah, go ahead. Risa is the person that you think she is and that she show up to be and she shows up in her friend's life. So I just want to make sure I want to tell her if she hears this that I appreciate her. Uh, and, you know, for her forever, I'll be indebted and grateful for the opportunity. So, yeah. What you were saying... What about Johnson? Yeah, yes, yeah, like Johnson. Where, like you said, you so you saw the project, saw everything going on with it. What did you think it was gonna be when you show up on the set? Like when you thought it was like gonna be like, oh man, it's gonna be like an old Soul Train uh back back room thing. I don't know if you heard about the stories how Soul Train used to be and how Don Cornelius used to be getting over on cast and be like, you know, oh, nah, nah, no, said was involved. Yeah, so it was and official, I, and, I, and, I, and I know said before I knew said, you know, without. Without um, Risha, uh, I had worked for said many years ago. I had done some. He was doing a show with BT, and a friend of mine gave me um, said he said needed a photographer and a videographer to follow him around while he was filming his BT show. And he introduced me to said said hired me, and I worked with him. So I knew him before then, and I just know what he's standing up for, and I know what he's trying to do with the new outside of him acting with him producing. So I knew it wasn't going to be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then when I talked to Jay, they, let's say Jay-Z, Deji and um, Thomas, I knew what their, they had intentional, specific goals for their show. And when I talk, when I tell you these brothers looked you and looked me in the eye and said, hey, this is what we want to do. I said, all right, cool. So no, nah, man, it wasn't even, it wasn't no, no, everything was professional. Um, it wasn't none of that, bro. They they didn't they didn't protect that set like that. So 
So you say you got a new project or something else you was working on you just talking about. What, what What's that? Yeah, man. Just wanted to... Um, so during the pandemic, man, um, what I realized with social services and now that I'm not doing that anymore and I, you know, I'm giving my life to art is that I miss that version of what I used to do with my, my, my clients and my kids and stuff like that. And um, so I just was like, yo, man, I want to create, I've always wanted to create a mentorship program and we created it uh, for BIPOC emerging filmmakers. So we created it, um, brought it up, did a whole year of it. They just graduated like three weeks ago and what they had to do after they won, and we taking them through writing, directing, finding yourself as a, as a uh, artist, producer and a multi-hyphenate those are each month that this theme they had homework each month and then we would bring in industry professionals like you know big time directors big time producers would come in and talk to them and then the last thing was that they had to write a thesis short film and when they got the thesis short film we told them that we would produce one but all of them is eight of them so all, we would say seven and all seven of y'all we would y'all i mean all eight of y'all would write a short film and then we would choose which one was the best and then out of the eight and then all of y'all will work on it in different capacities and then man we just got hungrier man me i'm the team we got extremely hungry and we was like you know what let's 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 um let's push and what we did was we went out and found a, a distribution partner in um, all black so the all black streaming services which is um a, a company of amc used to be formerly known as umc yeah, 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 Bob Johnson, Bob Johnson, yep. um, um, yeah, uh, what's that show, the show, um, I forgot that show on there where they basically, you swap wives or whatever, that's on there, that was on there, right? Swap wives? I don't know about that. Oh, uh, it was uh, like a, uh, white swap, like, uh, like you changed up couples. Okay, no, I don't know, I don't think that's on the next, we're talking about the same network, but long story short, man, it was just, you know, these short films will be distributed on that platform. And right now we're, we're in production for all eight of them. And I'm really proud of my mentees. Um, it's called monogamy. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's monogamy. But I ain't, I ain't, I ain't know that that's was swapping couples. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's, the premise. that's the premise. They, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's called monogamy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know I watched the first two seasons of that. Wife swap. I'm like, bro, I don't know. Yeah, I was just... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but you swap couples. They swapping couples. Oh, okay. That's yeah, it is. I was a wife swap and husband swap too. Oh wow. Yeah, it's wild. It's yeah, wild. wild. But yeah, man. So that's that's what it did, man. We then you know so these these mentees, these emerging filmmakers, with how their first films. Imagine having your first film ever distributed on a nationwide nationwide uh, distribution. Ooh, it's gotta be. I'm sorry, you gotta be bugged out. Like yeah. yo, like yo, like. I, I made it this far. Like, that's super blessings, man. That's super... Uh... I want to do my job, bro. Like, and, and, you know, I wish I had somebody to pour into me uh, as much as, you know, like this. Because I, I probably would have... With the talent that I had, I probably would have got a little closer sooner. And I just want to make sure that we provide a platform for some some other, you know, people of color um, to learn. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. You ain't got to give no ideas. And then I'm just going to... If you had a movie right now, you had to drop. You can pick anybody in it. Give me your two, your three co-stars and uh, the premise of yeah. what. It's anybody. It could be anybody. This is. I, I, but you got to ask. I'm, I'm different talents. 
I'm an actor, writer, or director. Which one is it coming from? No, you writing and directing. You just you behind the camera. And you you getting you getting to make the joint. You got you got two men leads, two female leads, and a, a concept. And you just I'm just throwing you on the spot. You ain't got me that you coming up with. I'm just saying, like, you could be like, yo, this person doing this, this person doing that. Yeah. Um the two guys that I would want to work with. Um it's a young dude that's on. I'm gonna go for somebody that every, I mean you might know him, but he's not like the obvious. Mm-hmm. It's a young man, it's a young dude on dead white people, and he has like a box fade. He's phenomenal. You t- which one you talking about on on, on dead white people? But he's he's like the but, one. But role is he play on there? Like what role on there? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Um, I don't know his name and I don't know the role, but he's the more militant one. But he, he's oh, he's, you talking about yeah, you talking about the one that's uh his fiance's old girl that was on uh, the shot. That's and see that's where I was gonna lead. So I would work with her and him, um, just from just like you know my throwing it out there for somebody that I feel like I can. If I created something, directing them something that would take them to the next next level. Yeah, and then somebody that's more established. Um, it's always gonna be a Neil Long for me. So um, Neil Long. And, Shout out to Neil Long who won our. Um, uh, before uh, Me Too, we had the uh, top 64 black women of all time bracket. Uh, and she won the whole thing. Before. This is early before we did the podcast dinner. We've had the top 64 black women of all time bracket. She won. That's what's up. with Neil Long and um, the other guy. Um, You know, these are all, I mentioned all black folks. I mean, Robert De Niro, man, is I think is the GOAT. Um, Oh, I was going. I thought you were going to take somebody else black and have it being two the young uh, age of that couple and the older age, kind of like a, a a notebook kind of feel, where you got the younger version of this couple and the older version, and you show like their lives transitionally. That's what I thought you was going with. I was like, oh, that that's what I was thinking you was going to go with. Nah, um, nah, but you know, I'll say this too, and I'm not just saying this because this man passed away, but one of the most gifted talents of my generation is Michael K. Williams and I wish mm. I really wish I had an opportunity to work with him because he was he was fucking phenomenal. He should have won an Oscar for, I mean not Oscar uh, Emmy for uh Lovecraft man. Yeah he was he's phenomenal man. So yeah but that's that's who I would pick those four plus um you know somebody I wish I would have got an opportunity to work with um is Michael K. Williams. So, All right this is my last section man it's called this is that you got two options mm-hmm. you only could choose one. All right, Giordano's or Harold's? <laughs> First of all, they don't even go in the same Doesn't matter. Category. Look, it don't matter. It don't what are you just... talking about? Babe, he asked me Harold's or Giordano's. <laughs> Look, it don't matter. This is the whole point of this or that. <laughs> Bruh. That's crazy. For me, for me. Damn, that's, See, that's that's the point. It, it, it don't the match. Point. It, it don't match. It's the point. It don't match. As a Southsider, if I don't say Harold's, because <laughs> you know, for pizza, I think people think that we have the best pizza ever, like in a city period. Mm-hmm. So you, if, even if I don't pick Giordano's, there's another pizza in the city that people would be like, "Oh, okay, I can see him getting that." But if it's just between Harold's <laughs> and Giordano's. <laughs> Bruh, I'm gonna I'm I'm take. I'm gonna tell you this. It's a lot of heroes, and all of them don't hit the same. That, very true. Seventy nine. Uh, no, one on eighty seventh is the joint. Eighty seven is the one. So, 
Damn. Harold's a Harold's a um Giordano's, right? What do you think I would choose if I had to? She said Harold's, so I'm gonna go with Harold's. You got I, I mean you got Harold's on 87 or the best yeah. Giordano's. Or the best Giordano's, which would be High Park, because I grew up in High Park. Yeah. Bro. Um, but no, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Harold's, man. I'm gonna go with Harold's because as much as I love Giordano's, which is the best pizza ever, there's two pieces that people sleep on in the city. Okay. Get enough credit, and that's Reggio's. I like Reggio's. And home run in. I do. I was just doing. <laughs> so hey, I, I got the. You know, they got the little personal pan home run yeah. ins at the at the. Yo, I got like six of them at the crib. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so look, as much as it sounds, it sounds crazy for me to pick. I'm going with Harold's because I think that's also the same. Chicken is chicken. I'd rather have chicken over pizza. Probably the best chicken over pizza. And if I had to keep pick a pizza, if I didn't get Giordano's, I feel like I'd be safe with picking Reggio's or uh, Home Run In. So I'm, I'm good either way. All right. Common or Twisty? My uncle grew up with Common, so I'm going to go with Common. Because Common's from High Park, too. Mm, he from the east side. Yes, too. He went to CBS, right? Yeah, he went to CBS. Yeah. So um, he's from the east side, which is a little bit distance from where we are, but um, yeah, I think I, I would go with Common. You know, he's he's done more for the city, um, in my opinion. I think he's done more for the city, and I, and, and preface it as, again, that's blasphemy. <laughs> I love Twister, but if I, if I, you know, the West Side dudes are different. Different without Common, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Right when it comes to hip hop, yeah. In my in, where I'm from, life would be different without comedy. So I'll choose comedy. All right, bulls or bears? Bulls. Okay. Bulls. Yeah. Is, is the bears ain't can't do nothing? Nothing. No, I mean I, I hooped. I, I okay. Played I, I've played football, but I mean you got to talk about. I grew up in the '90s, bro. That's. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what yeah. I mean. Like, come on, bro. It's, it's, we had the greatest player of all time to come through our city. So, hands down, I've been to every um, parade. You know what I mean? So, I was just one of those kids, man. You know? So, I'm, I'm going to say I'm gonna say the Bulls. All right. Martin or Fresh Prince? It's a good question, man. You, We do this, too. We do this thing called a stack up, and that's what we call it. Um, <laughs> but I would say... Martin. Okay. I think I would pick Martin. Yeah. You think I would pick Martin, babe? I would pick Martin. Yeah, so she would pick Martin. So I'm, All, I'm right. Martin. Yeah. All right. The Jeffersons are good times. For me, my wife would say Jeffersons meet for me is good times. Because it's BML and the Cabrini Green. <laughs> I grew up in the projects. She, she, but you can't hate on George Jefferson was living, uh, living that. He was in 75 was living that life. Uh, no, nah, but you know what's crazy? I directed um, Wheezy. I directed her about four years ago. So really? No, I'm saying Wheezy for the show, but Marla Gibbs for in real life. Marla Gibbs. I'm sorry. Yeah, Miss Gibbs. Uh, but I directed her. Oh shit! What's her name? Florence. 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 My bad, Florence. See, that's why I need to take. You got to take good times because you didn't even get the character. Guess who was on? Um, good good times. Penny, uh, bro. What you yeah, yeah, he's so much. <laughs> Janet Jackson. <laughs> Hands down. What are you talking about? Yeah. 
But I mean, but, but I mean, George Jefferson though was calling white people hunky uh, in, in the '70s on, on right, national right. TV. Right. This is what I was saying. '75. Right. Yeah. Him. Yeah. All right. Family matters. Uh-huh. Or different strokes. Different strokes. Okay. Different strokes is one that I, as an actor, as an entertainer, that's the first show that I saw myself and I was like, shit, I wish, you know what I'm saying, I could do that, whatever that was. So yeah. From a from a young kid seeing thinking about whatever this I, I didn't know what I wanted to, I didn't know how to get there. I just felt like what he was doing. It's something that I wanted to be a part of, or what they were doing on that show. So different strokes for me. All right, Sade or Anita Baker? <laughs> <laughs> he got to, he got to, he got to keep making phone. He got to make call, call a phone a friend. <laughs> the wifey says Sade. Um, she's a vibe. Yeah, I think the better singer though is, you know, Anita Baker. <laughs> she said, "Don't disrespect her." <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You go, y'all going with Sade? Yeah, we're gonna go with Sade. All right. Would you rather go to jail for five years or be in a coma for ten? I'm gonna take jail. Really? Yeah. Well, well, that's, at least I'm living. But you're in a coma for 10, you wake back up, you you back to regular life. Nah. You miss 10, or you miss a dime of people's life, but... Nah, I, I, that's a great question, by the way. But I'm not, <laughs> First of all, we knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, before anybody ended yeah. up in a coma or, or in jail. Yeah, but, I, you know, for me, you know, I, I, I think I'm... I don't know if I'm built for jail, but I, I, can, <laughs> I, I, can, I can survive in jail. You know what I'm saying? So I'll take I'll take that. I, I can still function. I get to still see my loved ones every now and again versus like being, a, being I got to relearn everything. You know what I'm saying? I got to get up, exercise. I've already got, you know, yeah, 10 years is too much for me. Right, 80s hip hop or 90s hip hop? 90s hip hop. 80s hip hop or 90s hip hop? 90s. 90s was the best. It was the golden era, bro. Yeah. All right, this is this this one be be a hard for Chicago person here though. Yeah, Kanye West, yep. or Lupe Fiasco. That's not hard for me, Kanye. <laughs> for me. And look, I mean, because you got you know people gonna say Kanye. If I gotta take the whole Kanye versus the whole Lupe, meaning like I gotta all take all the crazy stuff that's coming along with Kanye, I'm still gonna take Kanye. <laughs> I'm still am. Uh, no, that's like, real because well, how much he did his body work is ridiculous. But also, again, for me, it's always who did I relate to the most? Who I, who, who I'm more? I want to say similar, like. But my lifestyle, my my life was without his mama had they had they had, in our hood that that's what could be considered money. Yeah, Even if they were rich, that would be money to us. So, but I would just feel like he was closer to, and they grew up around the corner from my grandmother lived. So it's like I think of that kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? So, and I just think he contributed more, you know what I mean, to the to the culture. All right, triple threat match. The last question: It's a triple threat match. Talk to me. All right, boys in the hood, New Jack City, or Juice? It's easy for me. 
I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, the greatest. You didn't ask me who was the greatest rapper of all time. I mean, I, I, I mean, that's, if, you, that's hold up, if you ask me that, then you would know my, what movie. So you think Tupac is the greatest rapper of all time, I'm assuming. All time. I agree. So we good to go. If we's in my office, you'll see I got juice posted right behind me. Right. So with that, then with that being said, you know, it's a, it's not a landslide because I love Menace Society. I really, really, really like New Jack City. I think I was, I, I think I was probably too young to be watching New Jack City, so it was scary to me. Have <laughs> you watched the movie, especially like as you get older and you filled in blanks? Like, I don't know, what is that called where you, like, fill in plot holes that you didn't, like, in your mind, you feel like, oh, no, that happened, and you filled in the plot holes yeah, for yeah. the movie. I feel like that with New Jack City. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like they hung out way longer. Ice-T, in, uh, in my mind, I feel like they hung out way longer. You know what I mean? Like, you like, yeah. they kicked it for a grip in the movie. you like, that's only 10 minutes that they hung out. Now they boys like that? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I think, I think. Is that the Mandela effect, they call it, where you, like, Fill in some stuff that uh that's not necessarily true just to uh make stuff continuity wise in life. Yeah. Um, um I don't know, but I can tell you this. I'll tell you this that me, I I can't watch my wife gets mad because I watch movies and she, you know, she says I am somebody that hey this hey the door just the back door just open. Yeah, right. and, the balls are and the balls are rolling out into the yard. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we got we on a strong wind current we on where we live. Hurry up before the balls move. Um, but yeah, man, I would just say that you know my wife says I watch I, I can't, I'm one of them people that watch movies and uh, I'll be like oh this is about to happen this is about to yeah happen. that's how I am yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so, yeah yeah yeah. Well, man, Gino, thank you for coming on my chicken, man. Let let everybody know where they could check out all your stuff, hit you up, all that good stuff. Hey, man. Um, Appreciate you having me. You know what I'm saying? I really, really, really appreciate this, bro. Um, proud of everything you're doing. Uh, and thanks for taking the time with me. But you can find me at Gino Brooks, G-E-N-O, Brooks TV, as in television, on all platforms. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, my website for the production company um, is The Artistic Standard. You can drop, you can catch our apparel on the Artistic Standard Apparel. They plugged in apparel. <laughs> we just we just did a soft launch for it. But basically what we are, you know, with our new apparel, man, is what we're doing with the, with the Artistic Standard Apparel is what Nike is to athletes. Artistic Standard Apparel will be the artist. So I got to get you, you got to shoot me your address, but I'm going to shoot you something. Yeah, 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 okay. man. I'll rock it. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on, Gino, man. Much love. Much love, bro. Next time. So a trip. Yeah, definitely, 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 man. Definitely. <laughs>